As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, floggers, before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to let you know that it is recorded in Adelaide, so we are not joined in the cabin this week by Tom Whitcomb. He's in Sydney, busy getting ready for his Bucks party, which we're going to grill him on next week. Don't you worry about that. Uh, we did find a guest, one of Australia's best comedians and one of my best mates in comedy, Amos Gill. So get excited for that. Uh, Hamill and I are here till the 25th of Feb. If you are in Adelaide and a flogger, what are you doing? Get to a show. And if you know any potential floggers in Adelaide, send them along. I'm sure they'll dig it. Uh, and just quickly for me, I wanted to thank anybody who took time to watch my new comedy special, White and Wrong, on YouTube. It just clocked 40,000 views, which is pretty bloody cool. Uh, and if you still haven't watched it, please check it out. But now, let's savor the one piece of Tom Whitcomb we get on this week's episode, the theme song. Welcome to the Flog Cabin, there's blokes with jokes, anything could happen except for mutual masturbation, that's not the kind of flog we mean. Don't ever show me the screen, I'll look at that the whole time. <laughs> look at yourself on the screen. You should have flipped that around, it's good, it's good that the floggers right. understand got a, who you are as a person. You got a budgie here. You're going to veto the episode coming out, my face I'm looks fat. i the right. <laughs> well, I veto, get, you know, do I get do thin you, face? How do I fucking... This is true. Do you know how much content I have shot that I've not released because yes, I'm unhappy with my face? You've explained it to me oh, in great detail. Because I got a, a fat, like, booze head. Mm. And I, I'll sometimes film like a... I spent like six grand on this taping in the Brisbane Powerhouse and I got the footage back mm. and everyone was like it's pretty good saying when you get it out there and i was like no nah, i got a fat head i get it when i first started comedy i was like 25 kilos lighter this is two years ago and i've mm. put it all on from having beer free beers like every night and then having like a second dinner every night and it's bad for um, this business so now i look at like some of the stand-up <laughs> clips and i'm just like i've just got this fat beer gut and i look like a fucking idiot and i'm like nah like even if i could be <laughs> the laughs allowed the jokes are good but like that's a viral clip Wait, but i'm the, like i look like an idiot no it's not going up the drug game's a better game for the body absolutely, absolutely. slimming so well you get a nice tv face uh well i mean it's <laughs> depends on how much you're doing because I, I was doing so much coke that i would also stay up and drink like fucking like 10 bottles of wine i don't know if you know this but that's a lot of calories 
and then you want that Andrew O'Keefe. That's why Andrew O'Keefe looks so good. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andrew O'Keefe also suffered from the big head, so he went to the coke and the meth. Uh, oh. I knew a girl who ran. Is he, a, is he in prison again? No, I think he's, I think he's just off telly. At the moment, no, no, no. He he was no, in a lot of trouble legally, um, but he kept getting locked up for uh, domestic violence stuff. Yeah, because like my mate used to work on the show with him, and yeah. she was like. Honestly, mm. he was an in, he could work the room incredibly. Like he'd come mm. in, he knew every single person's name. He was a fucking delight. But he got there two hours late, and he just reeked of cigarettes. But also yeah. at that point, like any of the junkies that we know, they have to know everyone personally because everyone is someone they can lean on when things go bad. <laughs> you know, it's very it's, like, it's very hard to ask someone. Sorry, what's your name again? Can I have some cash? Yeah. <laughs> but you're like Janelle, and she's like, oh, he remembers me from makeup. Yeah, um, I need money. <laughs> yeah. I had a how's friend. The, how's the baby? I had a friend who was a brothel receptionist, and mm. she said how's that. You, but, how's actually, you but, like, <laughs> but actually, a receptionist, or like those girls that are like, I work at a strip club. I, I'm a. She yeah, was, was the, the admin girl at a brothel, yeah. and yeah. Uh, Andrew O'Keefe uh, used to engage in their services a bit, and he would like not even have sex with them. He just wanted to like just he was really high and just wanted someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you should give me my phone number. I talk to everyone at all hours. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as, just up for a chat. As a good friend of Amos Girl, I can confirm. <laughs> yeah, Don't waste a- your money on an escort. As long as you're willing to listen to a couple of premises, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have him for 45 minutes minimum. I'm like, Andrew, what's up? He's like, I'm throwing rocks at an ex-girlfriend's window. I'm like, great. While you're up, I've got this bit about racism that's not flying. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk you through the last three performances of it, blow by blow. I've realized this. A phone call with you is a minute by minute on the Guardian website. <laughs> Just like the football text updates. It's just like that's how Amos is going to bring you through his show. One minute at a time. I believe that I'm for a while there, I'm a four to five hours on the phone a day person. Yeah, I, really? I remember But I'm you- not a stock... Like, people in my building... This is, not, this is not a joke. In my building in LA, my girlfriend said that some of her friends asked if I was like a stock guy because I'm just constantly yelling and screaming on my phone all the time. <laughs> buy, buy, sell! <laughs> Like, it's so much sadder when she's like, oh, he's not in finance. He's just sort of an unemployed comedian. I, I really like it because I just overhear you saying, like, now's the time. <laughs> Talking about you putting a special out. Or, I got to get out, man. Talking about the industry it's in up, general. It's up. It's up. The views are up. <laughs> So are you talking That's five hours To different people Or is that one poor person uh, It was Dan He's dropped off Dan doesn't pick up My calls anymore I, I, I screen Amos's calls And he knows That's that's, that's a part of our friendship mm-hmm. When you're a When you're a lunatic mm. You gotta have You get a cycle of five friends And then you lean on one heavily And then they get tired So you put them on the back burner then you get a new guy who's the lead. I've always got, much like a Sith Lord, I, I've, al- I've always got an apprentice. <laughs> and he travels with the everywhere. Then he, he, he wears himself out and I'm like, oh, I got to find a fresh person. And then, somebody's, and then you finally realise, this guy's not bringing my wife back. <laughs> She's dead. It's over. He <laughs> only cares about the fucking Death Star, dude. He doesn't care about me. He never asked how I'm going. <laughs> I, called, I called Dan the other day and I got no response. And then he, he messaged me back. <laughs> this is sitting on this. Yeah, no, he messaged me back. Here it is. An article about Kurt Cobain. <laughs> this is what it says. After I was done with the book, Kurt and I became friends. I don't claim to be his exclusive confidant or anything, but every once in a while, the phone would ring in the wee hours of the morning. It was ridiculous that he would call and had no idea about time difference. He would call me at all hours of the morning. I always picked up. I was worried he was in a crisis. <laughs> and if I didn't answer the phone, it would have been a crucial call. He would rail for ages about his management and his band. 
When he'd gotten everything off his chest and realised he'd spoke for about an hour compulsively about himself, he would pause and say, so how are you? <laughs> <laughs> and this struck a chord with you. This is familiar that stuff. Is, you could not, if you were fucking the FBI <laughs> tapping the phone, you would not be able to describe it better. Yeah, <laughs> and then when you say, "Oh yeah, I'm okay," and I was like, "I gotta go," <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, God, someone else is on the other line. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, someone else called back. But I did point out to you, Kurt Cobain did kill himself, so that guy probably should have kept picking up the Ooh. phone. <laughs> well, he clearly did pick up the phone. And it didn't help. Well, this story hasn't ended, you know. <laughs> no, but you know there was a period where Dan. I'm glad you've got a podcast going because this was Dan's idea for a podcast. Was he once said to me, "I've been recording our calls." <laughs> Without, without telling me, he was just like, I'm recording the calls and I'm just going to start putting them out as pots. Oh. And I was like, that, that could be a career killer. Problematic for me. But good content. The, Think I about mean, the virality. It's mostly just me doing this. Fuck the festival, man. I don't know what's good. <laughs> and the next day being like, the festivals are great. Sold 300 last night. They loved it. It's good. I'm not going back to America. I don't need it. I just need to be here for I, this. I think it was illegal. No, because I, I think well, I checked. One side phone taps in Australia are fine. <laughs> and I think the fact that I told you that I was going to tap your calls means it's okay as well. And oh. then, you, then you consented on a call that I was tapping. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, you, know, being you, you know what? I would have let you put them all out because you can't see my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like Dan, don't release it. My head sounds fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fat guy voice. You, you can there. hear the echo in my jowls. <laughs> How long has it been since you've been back in Australia? I think I, I realistically left. I left pre-COVID and then yeah. because of COVID, I moved back and then I moved again in 2021. Yeah. Because so, you were in the US as I was in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. And that was 2019. But I, this is the first year. Uh, and people hate me for this, but I do feel more, I feel more not Australian now. Like I'm an Australian, mm. but I don't, I feel, don't feel like I live here anymore. I've kind of, my first few years in America, I was like, I was annoyingly going to like a Aussie events. I would watch Aussie news. I'd always be on news.com.au if I wanted to check something. It was always from an Australian perspective. Mm. I'm putting the footy on late night. And now I've just actually just, I've, I've actually just given in to mm. being an American. Yeah. Okay. You've embraced it. Well, because yeah. I used to mock immigrants and be like, they fucking come here and they should, em they should embrace Australian culture. Yeah. And then I moved to America and I was like, I'm not doing Halloween, not doing the NFL, not doing Thanksgiving. I would just, I'd have like Vegemite that I would buy for like $50 and I'd be like, I'm going to have that as a breakfast. And now I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm committing. But even if you're just like doing regular like gigs there, do you still say I'm an Aussie guy? I try not to. I'm, yeah. I don't like doing the whole like, oh, back in my country. Yeah. yeah. But if you don't, they do look at you like, why is he not mentioning it? Yeah. Okay. Well, you got you got to give him something quickly. Like it is like, why does he talk like that? You just got to answer <laughs> I that know, question. But it's, it's fucking is he boring. is he like is he like a weird form of death? Well, people know? think like, I'm from it Boston. Doesn't, it doesn't sound like I talk. <laughs> people think I'm from Boston. Yeah. In like, because you you'll say like, oh, I got in the car. Mm. And that people from Texas might think you're from Boston or something, but they generally seem to like us over there. But I've turned on Australia when I've been back here for this festival. I think we're fucking. I think we're a bit soft. We've gone soft. We're soft. You Australia's know why? gone soft. Not enough black dudes. Not enough black dudes here. That's Australia's weakness. I mean, Not some Australians dudes. would say too many. <laughs> <laughs> no, with black dudes are the last men who are allowed to be toxic. And so that creates an environment that I love. Like black dudes in the States, no one's calling them out mm. with like rap culture and everything for very high testosterone stuff. And mm. so it means you can get away with a lot more in what you're talking about. They're a very adversarial group. So you're playing a lot of urban rooms over there, man. I do a lot of urban rooms. <laughs> These bitches, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Next up, <laughs> a chocolate sundae. Amos Gill. 
Let me tell you about my Croatian grandmother. Uh, this is the weirdest black dude ever. No, I did. I used to do this bit in there when I was like, I love black Americans. You guys are great. It's who I relate to you the most because you're always camping. You know, just like we do in Australia. You're always in those tents. And that was <laughs> what a commentary on the homeless crisis. Thoughtful, lovely. Yeah, no, I, but I miss. I do miss that in, in uh, when I go over here. Actually, Australia's very sensitive. Mm. How do you feel? Or am I just doing a terrible show this year? I've, I've <laughs> and people are rightfully like, "This is not good. This is bad." Well, you're from Adelaide, right? Yeah. I, I I've only done a couple of gigs here now, but it seemed like uh, there was not quite the wild west of Perth, where like I was just saying insane things yeah. and people really loved it. It seemed like Adelaide is a bit more reserved. Yeah. But, we, we, you're, but you're sorry. from here. Do you think that? Uh, I was, yeah, probably. But I also found Perth. Yeah. Fucking, I think a big part of it is if when you've got your own audience. You're good. Yeah. Mm. When you're taking a gamble on people, are just like I've heard he's all right. Yeah. That's when you're in a world of trouble. But that's like I think I think that is like a point to reach in your comedy career. It's like you ever seen people who put out like a YouTube special? I put one out recently. You should watch it. But like if you put out a YouTube special and it's got like five thousand views and every comment is really positive, mm-hmm. it's because only your mates have y- yeah, watched yeah, yeah, it. You've got to get some of the general public in to hate you to prove that someone. I remember who shouldn't have seen it has seen it. My, I've got a cousin from Adelaide. Yeah, um, who runs? I mean, I assume f- you got quite a few family. I've here, got to be a lot honest. of cousins, bro. <laughs> You're but I'm fucking uh, from Adelaide. Family, I've got a cousin from here, and a mum, and a dad, and a brother. Fucking what? <laughs> but my little cousin runs a food blogging page, mm-hmm. yeah, and she was at the time of this about 21, and she has like 80,000 followers about like where to eat in Adelaide. Mm. That was, and she wants to support me. Look at and the care he's taking to not plug this blog. <laughs> at any point, he would name it, say the Instagram handle. He's like, my fucking cousin's doing better than me. I, I want to give her a shout out. Don't give her a fucking shout out. She knows nothing about food. I don't know how she's done it. She's, fucking, she's blagged her way through it. Absolute bullshit. But her, her page has got good reach here. And she was like, I'm going to help you this fringe. And she shared one of my clips. And I was like, thanks. She shared my women's footies shit mm. clip. And I was like, I'm not sure that was the one you should have put out there on your girl's brunch page. Totally. And that clip, I got, I got, I think, like a thousand messages about what a piece of shit I was. And Only what, a thousand. I, I, maybe it was maybe more. the entire crowd it of the cir- WAFL. But it like circulated. <laughs> <laughs> At half time, they're just like, oh, can you message Amos Gill and call him a dog? And they're like, yeah, sure. And that's where you're like, do I want to reach a broad group or do I just want to find the people that Do I want to reach a group of broads? <laughs> no, it's not you. Not with your comedy. You hate women. Like, come on, it's well established. It's documented. Well, I've got it starts with my mother and it works down from there. <laughs> this is genuinely a catchphrase in Amos and I's friendship. Uh, man most in need of therapy in the world. Amos Kill. And I'm not getting it. <laughs> no. I'm not going to work through those weeds. <laughs> no. There's stuff hard to get there. That's like all the people that go to me, man, DMT. I'm like, there's no need for me to really uh, see what's happening. Have you tried any psychedelics? Uh, I've had like, at most, I've done some like edibles. Yeah. I did that. Mm. What's that? Salvia? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. That wasn't pleasant. Have no. you tried mushrooms? No. No, I haven't tried mushrooms. I don't wish to connect with anything else. All right. I've got a delicate balance. (laughs) I'm afraid that bad things could seep out. (laughs) Surprise, we've drugged your water. (laughs) (laughs) It should kick in in 20 minutes. No, look, look, maybe I'll give it a go. Um, 
Well, introspection. No, yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, you can have psychedelics without the introspection. We can just I sit just, here and talk about how the walls are colourful, and we don't have to get too deep. But everybody, yeah. everybody I know who's gone down the DMT or the ayahuasca path mm. keeps talking about their ego death mm. so incessantly that I'm like, that ego's fighting back, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you seem to make every barbecue we have about your ego death. So you're not really sharing the mic on anything else except for the fact that you no longer have a ego. An ego. You got an ego zombie now, just fucking going around. I used to sell mushrooms to this South African dude who uh, kept trying to invite me for these weekends away where they would have an ayahuasca ceremony and they'd all wear like white robes in the middle of fucking nowhere and they had like a rehearsal ceremony before they do the official one where they all like have the ayahuasca and say weird shit to each other. They do a rehearsal? But, yeah. Like a do fucking a- wedding? Yeah, like a, for, a, for a drug ceremony. Hey and guys, you're really going to want to nail your lines tomorrow. <laughs> Let's just get through this. Can we check that outfit, please? Well, like, anytime he was at my house, he's like, Hammer, you've got to come to this ceremony. And it, just the way he said it, I felt like I, I would be sacrificed at yeah, this ceremony. Yeah, because it's an African accent. That's well. The touch. It's the touch and the look. And I was like, and like sounds... a South African dude in white robes. Yeah. Just a but bit I'm of like, a I don't, don't want to get that spiritual or my drug experience. I just want to laugh with my friends about how, like, my dick was talking to me and, like, that the we're, we're watching the Tour de France and that we're focusing <laughs> but I've never I've never really seen someone have a, a, this enormous break like the people that are doing psychedelics and have a fun time mm-hmm. like a good you know good for them but everyone I know who's like it's changed my world view is now ostracised and living in a bin <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like, they're not they're not the poster boy for this are they yeah okay that's fair yeah. like you'll never see the world again and I'm like wait by that do you mean the insides of a home <laughs> because yeah. you're a street walker now it, cha- it changed my world view and now I just did my taxes on time my wife and I had a recommitment ceremony it's gone great it's like no it's not you don't know your kids middle names anymore you fucking yeah. idiot I just realised everything was pointless and I don't ne- and I don't need that I I'm looking for meaning, not finding out that there is no meaning. Yeah. That's my fear. I'm pushing meaning in. That's why I'm going back to that's why I'm going back to Catholicism. Yeah, he's going to church. He's become more American. Really? Well, I'm just reconnecting with the Wog roots. Mm. You know, I've I've given nihilism a 10-year run and it's not uh, served me too well. So I'm trying to build some safeguards to my personality otherwise uh, through through stained glass windows and guilt. Yeah, I like it's good. I think I had an argument the other night at the fringe about this. I told you about it the other thing. Ooh. I was talking with this guy because my show is very sex not positive, I've been told. Sex not positive. Mm. You're not positive about sex? Well, it's, I I basically am bringing, saying that shame is is crucial and we need to be ashamed again. And that shame has been stripped away from sex. But shame is one of my favourite parts of sex. Sh- this is what I said to the... There was a sexologist there. That's why you there. cuddle after. There was a sexologist. We both made a horrible mistake. <laughs> oh, God, what's Satan going to do to us? Hold me, hold me. Let's go to hell together. This sexologist was at my show and she came up to me afterwards and was just oh. like, you're, you're, what you're spreading about sex is like, it's, I, just, I disagree with you. I like you, but I just think like, you need to be way more sex positive. And she was about 23 and I said, your generation with this, there is no shame to sex has taken all the taboo and kink out of it mm. and, I'm, and I go let me give you an example of like you think your orgasm that you're having right now in this oh, I deserve this and I'm this is good and this is natural is nowhere near as good as a family first senator who stumps a speech <laughs> about family values and fucks a young boy in the ass in a bathhouse <laughs> his orgasm I assure you because of the shame that he's feeling is way better than whatever vibrator you've got drilling down in your clit thinking it's a feminist act <laughs> It was a weird bit of crowd work. <laughs> <laughs> and what did the senator think of that bit? You know, well, she actually, she was actually like, okay, I see where you're like, you're coming from a different like kink angle. <laughs> I just like the idea. It's just like, we could role play that maybe. <laughs> 
Yeah, I want, I want, I want the the, the shame. I liked. This you want to be thing. inside a woman and thinking about what your mother thinks about your choices. I, when you're like grew up in a firmly ethnic Catholic community. I mean, as Hammer and I would know heaps about. Yeah, this is this is relatable stuff. You, you guys going, are brother. wasps here. Yeah. We're firmly Catholic, but we're we're white as fuck, baby. Welcome to the. Wait, Catholic. you guys both Catholic? Yeah, Catholic school, and I was raised Catholic. We're at the Protestant school. Yeah, so the thing about the. I'm confirmed, brother. I love rigidity. I've learned that. I liked a very strict world and being the person tearing it down. Mm. It's fun. It's fun when there's like authority figures and you can tear them down. But now that all the authority figures have been torn down, I don't find it fun in here anymore. Okay. Does that make sense? Because you don't get to be a rebel. There's no, re- there's no rebellious thing when everything, is, everything goes. Mm-hmm. It's not punk anymore to be making fun of. You know when people like make fun of the church now, you're like, oh, that'll, you, you got them. It's like, mm. it's over. They lost. That's why I'm coming back. Because then now that feels to be the edgy thing now, to do. Now the rebel being devout. Yes. It's like you At the, the arts <laughs> festival. But you try and be a buttoned up Catholic conservative in the comedy community like James McCann. That's got a bit more razzmatazz to it. <laughs> and I like to use the James McCann adjective to describe <laughs> him the razzmatazz. I, got, I, went and I also got like a necklace. I went and oh got the crucifix God. back out. And I was like. <laughs> do you rock that out in public? Most- where, where are you wearing it? I don't know. It's just it's a bit gauche, isn't it? Just, yeah. just, just when he jerks off. <laughs> <laughs> puts, puts it on for a I nice just, sash. Just, look at just flagellates. Sash. Watch me now, God. <laughs> but Shame. Like, <laughs> but like, uh, that's it. There is nothing Amos kinkier. is the only guy who's masturbated that scene in Game of Thrones where she rings the bell and says shame. He's just there jerking it the whole way. Being like a naked chick and the word shame and a nun. Would Fucking th- sign me up, cunt. I'll come twice. How many women would love that experience on a sexual front? To be shamed like that. Not as many as you think. Ooh. And this is why the therapy thing is making more sense, isn't it, Hammer? Every chick secretly wants to be shamed in the town square. You know, the other thing Not more everyone. shameful than that? Fucking Amos Gill. They'll never come harder. <laughs> no, because it, everyone says, like, I'm going to do this kink and that kink. But if you're a mm. Catholic, you know that whatever you do that's dirty, you're going to be tortured forever in, in hell. That is as S&M as it gets. But, it, am I, but I'm married, though. So I think I'm allowed to fuck now. Yeah, of course. And not go to hell. I'm, of course you are. You're trying to can make I children. Do, can I do dirty stuff in there? What dirty stuff can you do in there? I'm not. Sodomy? Sodomy. Yeah, I'm not a, look, look, I'm not a fucking hardcore here. I'm not just, a hardcore Catholic? <laughs> I'm the hardcore go sodomy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into hardcore sodomy. Nah. You know, I still use lube. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm not raw dog in that shit. I'm not the an the devil's slippery dip? <laughs> Devil's grease. <laughs> if, if there was a brand of lube called Devil's Grace, you could fucking sell out of that Fuck at Mardi Gras in seven seconds. Fucking Dude, we have Absolutely. got to make Devil's Grace. We've got to make Devil's Grace. It's bro. just fucking W40. I just use Surely that's already out there. That seems like a- We'll go to Bunnings. <laughs> we'll just get some of that fucking industrial grease, devil's grease. No, we, we use hammers past of the drug game. We just spray a saucepan full of WD-40. <laughs> WD-40. Get it into a nice powder. He wants to snort some devil's grease. My butt's never been looser. I like it. Industrial strength, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, what, what was I trying to even fucking say? No, I just, because I, I know you, were, you said to me you were going to talk to me about school. Well, I was I was going to ask you what school you went to because it's the Sydney podcast and there's nothing more Sydney than asking people what school they went to. Yeah, see, you I find that right, Hammer. That's not just me. 
Oh, that's um, a very Sydney question. It is very Sydney, yeah. But we said that's the most Adelaide question also. Ooh. It's our fucking question, mate. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, enjoy, enjoy your fucking grid system, we, but we come up with a question. <laughs> we all ask, what school did you go to? Yeah, it's because you probably went there. There's like three schools here. Like, that's come on. The point. It's mocked here. People always go, why do people ask you what school you went to? And, and I understand that there's like some connotations like, uh, you know, it's like a way for private school kids to be like, I went to this school. But in Adelaide, it's legitimately like, you went to that school. Do you know my cousin? <laughs> you know what I mean she's got a we food have, blog we, <laughs> your <laughs> restaurant's probably been featured on most it. times I've been asked it recently has been in courtrooms it's usually <laughs> a judge going wait what school did you go to and I said oh, I went to Riverview like oh private school boy I'm oh, sorry wait, we locked you up you went to Riverview <laughs> yeah. yeah I went to Riverview yeah. my friend's dad was the principal there still is um, Dr. Paul Hahn oh right okay so he was after my time uh, yeah mm. I was in the time of Hogan in the time, in the time of, of in the, in the time, in the time like of Anna Domino or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> he was at. He, uh, I remember a time there. Okay, he's a. My, did you ever meet my friend Adam? He's a teacher. And yeah, he taught, and he taught at Shaw. Because this, this was like, by, by the way, my introduction to Amos was doing a gig at the Manly Boat Shed, which is horrific. But Amos was the MC. And he was very good and he did well, and I was very impressed with this with this new comedian. And then I then I remember like, oh, can I get a lift home? Yeah, like drop me in. Like, was it Mossman or something? Oh yeah, I was at. No, I was. Uh, was it drop you like at Riverview? You, you yeah, yeah, no, I was like staying on at Riverview. Campus. I was staying on campus at the principal's house. Yeah, and I was yeah. just and I was just like, ah, that's why I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the private school blazer just kind of comes out of my skin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me another one. So, is Dr. Paul Hyde is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I get emails every now and then uh, from Dr. Paul Hyde at Riverview. The only I must be signed up as an old boy to yeah. sign yeah, up yeah, emails. Yeah, yeah. But the only updates I ever get is like about this ongoing investigation of a pre that worked at the school that molested a couple of guys yeah. like 30 years ago. And it's just mm. like, hey, just let you know what's happening with the case. That's the only correspondence I get. Well, he, he taught here in Adelaide at uh. Blackfriars Priory School, which is an all-boys school here. And then they had all these historic sex crimes as well. And he was the principal there. And I used to be at Adam's house here in Adelaide and the press would be like out the front waiting for comments. So we'd go mm. over for like a sleepover at his house and the press would be there like talking to people like my dad like... And how do you feel knowing that uh, you know the principal of this school is yet to address the historic sex crimes? And my dad's just like, well, he's not, he's not raping the boys. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good bloke, man. Nothing wrong with Doc Hyde. It, it happened in the sixties. What? We leave the fucking fella alone. My, son, my son's in there right now, and he's fine. I've checked. I've checked his anus. Here we go. No this perforations. Was, this was last month. I had an update from Dr. Paul Hyde. I love that Ruby has a fucking true crime blog. Uh, today, former member of staff Father Theo Overberg was sentenced to two years imprisonment. After being found guilty of charges of indecent assault against two former students in the 70s. Two years? Two years. Oh, God, oh. <laughs> must have used a devil's grease. <laughs> <laughs> Those boys had no pain. <laughs> yeah, in mitigating factors, uh, Your Honour, he did use the devil's grease. <laughs> and and he, he did pay for the cab home. But I stayed, I stayed, my Adam taught at Shaw, and so it was bizarre because he lived in the boarding house. Of sure, of sure, and so when I'd come to you stay in the Sydney, boarding house, I did. I got kicked. I'm the only guy I think, from my understanding, who's been kicked out of the boarding house twice. <laughs> so they usually, they don't let you back in. <laughs> I used to go out. There. We used to get on, the, get on the piss, and then we'd go home at like four thirty in the morning, five a.m. And there'd be like cross country kids would be running, and they'd be like, "Mister Hine, Mister Hine," and he'd be like, "Fuck, I'm just gonna have to hide." <laughs> there was this, there was this guy teaching there at the sneaking time, sneaking called- a dude into your room at the boarding house. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy called James. Guy called James used to teach there. He was just fucking. He was a good bloke, but he was a real pig of a man. He went to Oxford and Harvard, and he was a teacher at Shaw like a, for one, one year. Mm. He was the most arrogant man I've ever seen in my life. He'd go and talk to girls in, uh, somewhere in Sydney, you know, would be out, and they would reject him. And he'd go, good decision, sweetheart. 
only went to fucking Harvard. What would you know? <laughs> what would you know? Turn down a man that rode for Oxford and Harvard. Fucking clueless. That's a man. Who, that's that's a bulletproof dude right there. <laughs> you look at that guy. Did he actually talk like Winston Churchill? He spoke like that. <laughs> My name's James. I could do comedy if I if I was put up to the task. I've decided to be rich. <laughs> As a teacher, yeah. Good luck, cunt. <laughs> he was a God. He was a kind of a bloke. <laughs> I did understand the disdain for some because, like Adelaide schools, I went. So I went to a private school here called Mercedes, mm-hmm. which was a Catholic co-ed school. Catholic co-ed. Catholic co-ed. That's just like Damn. punching God in the face. Well, it was a girls' school up until like the 80s and then they made it a co-ed school. Yeah. And so we were always mocked as like the low end. But it was the WOG school because Adelaide is not doesn't have a lot of Catholics. Other, and so all the WOGs go to that one school. Mm-hmm. And so we become like a unionised WOG group of like, you know, that's the odd thing about Australia is that if you're Croatian, which I am, Italian, uh, Lebo, Mm. You're all Catholics and so you put into the one group. I mean, I have heard famously some Lebos aren't Catholics, mate. Just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> that, maybe, my maybe, school didn't that, talk about that. that. Maybe the ones that got led into Adelaide. <laughs> but in Sydney, we've actually got a couple of Muslims, mate. You should check it out. Well, that, that reminds me of being in a yard and it'd be like all the, all the Muslim dudes would be like in the corner praying. Mm. And, um, and then like one of the boys would say to me like, oh... The, one of the libos dropped a coin. You know, that's why they're all they're, they're all looking for a coin. Like it was just a joke because they're uh. all like on their knees praying. <laughs> did, <laughs> and, did you? And I and I, <laughs> I was like, just so you know, like not all, all like lebo. Like a lot, a lot of lebos are actually Catholic, and um, it just got. Uh, it was like a point that I shouldn't have made because <laughs> <laughs> when I was yeah. ahead, I've never so. thought of s- correcting someone in a corrections facility. <laughs> 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 I'll let the guards do that. I'm in here to learn. Well, I was like, you know, they're mi- Middle Eastern, yes, but like not all of them are Lebanese, and also Lebanese, a lot of them are Catholic. So like, I wouldn't be. <laughs> of course, there's also the Coptics, uh, but they were from uh, Egypt <laughs> originally. But there is a big community and, over there. But I, nonetheless, I appreciate your point. A lot of them are French. And so let's not forget the French. And I'm trying to tell this to a guy who's in there for a double homicide. Cut the in the corner. <laughs> this is a guy who's in there for a double homicide. I'm like, oh, I'm wasting my breath. I'm just imagining cut the hammer in the corner praying. <laughs> I just feel better over here. There was, there was like, there was one white dude who like would join in and like, mm. but you could tell like he just didn't get respect out of them because he was just like. Did you go- ever think about going uh, Muslim? No, I, I <laughs> did. You see many people go Muslim for like to well, find that's a group. What, I think this guy like converted just because he was lonely, right? It was yeah. like then you're a part of a crew, course, but they he, don't. He comes out his hammo X. <laughs> He's a leader of his people. Well, okay, so what He's group? On you, brother. What, what group <laughs> would I go into? Do you think? I think I'd have to lean wog. I couldn't do Aryan Brotherhood. No. I mean, not, they wouldn't have you. They, would, they wouldn't accept this. <laughs> I'd have their views, but they wouldn't have me. <laughs> Brothers, have you got more in common than you think? <laughs> come on! <laughs> no, I think even with me, they'd be like, come on, mate, you must be. And I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. No, so uh, is, there, is there a WOG group? And then there's a Muslim group? And then there's like, what? Like, if you just want to be like a regular keep your head down bloke... Where do you go? It only really kind of breaks into races when there's fights. Right. Like, uh, other than that, it's just a melting pot. Everyone can mix with everyone. So but it's not like American prison. Like, do you ever watch those American prisons things and think that's so much more hardcore than what you went to? Or absolutely, yeah. It's nothing like that. It's not, I, I don't get in there and immediately have to get like a swastika and like. You know, <laughs> but you're part it's of, just to pretend me from yeah, the Latin Kings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that would be so funny if you if you had watched so many prison documentaries from America over the years that on your first day yeah. you just walked into a prison and knocked a cut out. And they're like. What the what was that? <laughs> yeah. I, I start saying all this racist stuff and it's just white dudes being like, dude, that's actually quite offensive. Like, can you rein that in? 
Just cut a sword sticker onto yeah. your chest. Yeah. Last fucking time. <laughs> No, it's just there, like it's like drawn in on permanent marker. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing bench presses, and you're just like, is this not how it's done? And white guy's like, my grandfather actually fought the Nazis, man. That's deeply offensive <laughs> to me. You're coming on a bit strong, Hammer. <laughs> There's a person who was going to be a defense lawyer. It's fucking That's this true. angle you're playing of like who's going to do defense. I was, lawyer. I did one trial. Yeah, sitting next to your mate. Yeah, I, I, water. I denudated. I, <laughs> I did one trial in COVID. Mm-hmm. In a, it was a, it was a, a assault, blackmail, and witness tampering. You've Got to case. understand, during COVID, where Amos couldn't be a comedian, he tried out every career possible <laughs> that you could get into without any effort. And what law was one of them? Well, I have, a, I have a, a law degree, degree. and oh. he just had a mate who was a barrister. I was like, oh, you got his going. I had a mate, and he got into chambers. Yeah, and he was like, I have this trial coming up, and uh, I, I just want a friend. Because he'd been working for this is his first go as his celebrity. He's like, you can come and do like some, you know, you can basically do my admin okay. and be my junior. But like knowing my like my arrogant personality, I was already like, have we thought about this as an angle? And he was like, <laughs> yes, I have. I've already thought about it and thrown it away because it's a bad one. <laughs> like, make no mistake, you're here for the lunches and the camaraderie. <laughs> so you yeah, you're a, you're a wag. <laughs> You haven't had to do the bar exam? Have you, have you had to do the bar? I have not done... I, I, he doesn't I, speak in court. He's just sitting there. I was doing... I don't know, like, to do- be even in there. Do you have to have no, the exam? No, you're right. just sitting down. You're just a guy. I was, do- I was working you're on the bar at the time because at the time, of com- I was done with comedy. Yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to have a life in Adelaide as a lawyer. I just, I can't, I can't emphasize how many different lives you thought he might have had. <laughs> Mary and I were like, Amos, you'd really like the TV show Homeland. Two days later, he's calling us being like, it's the perfect cover. A comedian who's a spy. <laughs> I can work for the CIA. There we go. Does ASIO oh, have a website? You went to the ASIO website and looked up job openings. It's not a joke. After two weeks at Dan's house watching Homeland, I was like, <laughs> I really want to be an intelligence. And I applied at the ASIO website and I tried to write it an application that as a touring international comedian, I am an amazing cover to go into places with a reason to be there and also to spread ASIO misinformation. I mean, I'm sure you might have got rejected, but I think just as a TV show idea, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm watching <laughs> The Comedian Spy. I, I, I wanted to do that. Seinfeld undercover. <laughs> yeah, what's the deal? What's the deal with this power plant you guys have got set up in there? Walks into Kramer's in his apartment, bugging the phone. <laughs> I was just hitting cereal, Jerry. I promise. <laughs> this isn't compromise. I wanted, I wanted that. I wanted a lot. Yeah. As if you guys, don't you ever feel that? I mean, how old are we? You're 37. I'm mm. 32. You're 34. 30. It's like, this is the age where I'm going like, is this what it's going to be? You get, you get one life. And I think I've done this for 10 years. I, it's okay. Mm. But like, don't you ever just want to have another career? But then you realize that takes a long time to get the skills up to do that. <laughs> and, that and so you're going to waste another 10 years. Uh, so I have to commit to this fucking thing. <laughs> this is what this is. This is what it's going to be now, and I'm only alright at it. <laughs> I'm still in the optimistic phase at the start of at the start yeah, of this, Amos. Amos Don't beat me down with. That's <laughs> good, isn't it? But it's like, uh, and then you meet people who are like, because I started making money, like comedy money, early-ish because I had the radio, yeah, and all my. And so I was like, and all my friends who had chosen other careers at that point were like young lawyers on 50 grand. Mm. And I was like, I have nailed this. But then the radio money stopped and now I'm just doing stand-up money and all my friends are actually making some proper fucking bank. And you're like, it's quite pathetic, isn't it? Just me going city to city going, trans, ooh, 
That's my job. <laughs> Every year is to have a, a new take on the trans community or some fucking bullshit. I'm I mean, well, that, that's how some comedians have found it recently. <laughs> Other people have, you know, talked well, about getting that, an Uber or whatever. You know, just some of the classic jokes. That is the two Having jokes. a wife. <laughs> having a wife. Getting married, having kids. Or going like, what is my angle on gender politics this year? This year. We've got to change it up every year. We've got to have a women's sport bit. And I've exhausted them. <laughs> you don't know how. When you, when you, when Amos, as your audience, we do feel exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you've, when you've already accessed all your bigotry, where do you go next? <laughs> Maybe I need DMT to be bigoted about other things. Let me tell you something about the astral plane. Open your mind. Too yeah. many Asians. <laughs> <laughs> Way too many up there, mate. I want to go to another dimension and hate everything in there. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I spoke to the higher power. Barely speaks English. No good. I think he was Jewish. That's anyway. Right. <laughs> I met this alien out of DMT more bigoted. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Yeah, you're in They're the- in the White House everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> These people in the shadow realm. <laughs> Bloody poofters. <laughs> I walk in there, the high power sucking off the other high power. Stranger things. They are after strange things in there, those blokes. <laughs> anyway, I got this great idea for the devil's grease. Because I tell you, frictionless bumming up there. Unbelievable. Smooth as eggs. That, that would be what I did with it. Mind, mind expanding. Job. If I met someone who like genuinely took DMP and came back, and was like, let me tell you about gay people. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, that's actually incredible. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, you can expand your mind all your life, but ultimately your personality is your personality. So <laughs> you are, you're going to be the same guy, just with more opportunities. I like, I like that you're treating like expanding your personality <laughs> like an expansion team in the AFL. <laughs> Still the same sport, mate. Now Sydney's playing it twice. <laughs> the floggers are out there. If anyone's ever had anyone that they've met <laughs> who took DMT and just came back like right wing. <laughs> it's like hardcore. Like I would fucking love that. Yeah, man. I had this like hallucinogenic experience and Hitler came to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he tapped me on the shoulder. The Zig Heil power. <laughs> there it is. I'm so glad you found a way to access me. It's been too long since we have spoken. My ideas have gone to waste. I can't write any books. The thousand-year Reich still lives on as long as people like you. The fourth dimension is the fourth Reich. (laughs) Yeah, man. I had some fucking ergot-laced sauerkraut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I like that for once, Hammer's staying out of the troublesome highlight. (laughs) I want nothing to do with this. You know they've outlawed the the swastika. Like, well, there's a lot of guys that have them tattooed on them that now have to get like do over like uh, cover tattoos. Because mm. um, well, if, if you have it on you now, it's like a crime ooh, in it? Perth, in, in Western Australia. I don't know if it's, it's probably nationwide now, but yeah, well, that's you, a, you, that, can, you can get in prison for it. That's a good competition for tattoo artists. Like, who can do the best swastika cover up design? Mm. But you've got to still kind of incorporate. I guess you. <laughs> I, get, I guess you make it like a Buddhist theme. Ah, uh, you could do. Wait, so get- a Buddhist not even allowed to show it anymore? That's harsh on the on the Buddhist community. Well, there's there's guys in the reverse direction or something, isn't it? I thought so. Yeah, it's like one's that way, one's that way. I don't know which way. Don't fucking wait, look at me. The like thing that. is, <laughs> it's not a strong argument as a white guy who's a Buddhist who's going. No, no. Actually, you will find <laughs> that mine is slightly different to the to the Nazi one. This is more. It's a common misperception. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I think <laughs> this all the time. Like if you're a Buddhist, prove it. Set yourself on fire. <laughs> yeah. Fucking do it. Just talking to your Jewish friends, like no, 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 no. You've got this really wrong. <laughs> Honestly, you guys, you jump to conclusions. You should go away and meditate, like I do. 
All right, look, I think it's time to get to a pilot ad read. What do you reckon? What do you reckon, Hammer? I'm excited. I'm excited for the pilot ad read. I feel like, you know, we've gone down a dark path there. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Amiable. I mean, I think the devil's grease is a name for lube is fucking red hot. I don't believe that that doesn't exist. So I'm gonna look You're going to have devil's grease? All right. Um, so, yeah, as, as any of the regular vloggers will know, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Pilot Men's Health. And every week we write an ad for our guests. I sent it to you on WhatsApp, brother. Yep, yep. Uh, I've, I've written an ad for Amos this week. And look, I want to apologize. I want to get out in front of it. Uh, I don't think it's my best work because I know Amos too well. And I know that he could actually use Pilot. Uh, so, you know, it was hard to just make fun of him. You're not allowed to read ahead. Oh, I thought you were allowed to read it. Yeah, so, uh, read it now? So, so, yeah, this is, this is a part that I read. Amos Gill, take it away. Wait, so hold on. You guys actually get money from this? Yeah. Hey there, vloggers. It's radio personality and children's TV presenter Amos Gill. <laughs> now, you might know me for going long. In my five-minute raw comedy set, I did 14. It's true. They, never get, they didn't give me the footage as punishment. <laughs> I said, can I have that for clips? And they said, no. <laughs> Bastards. In my JFL debut, I did so long they cut me from the broadcast completely. Also true. You can see that one on YouTube, though. I speak about my mum getting fucked. But that's all on stage. Off stage, oh boy, I'm going short, folks. I'm basically Peter Dinklage in the sheets. I thought the dwarves had... Relatively good sized cocks. I just meant short. He's short, not like as in. Oh, not a, you're not saying I've got a little dick. No, he's you're saying, saying I've come long. to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought you were just sort of wantonly punishing Peter Dinklage's penis size. I would because we know I'm penalty challenged, but this isn't about dick growth. No, it's I about di- it's about fuck <clears throat> legs. Sorry, I've tried everything to last longer, even Stoic philosophy. But it turns out thinking of Marcus Aurelius just makes me come even quicker. <laughs> But thank God I have found Pilot. With them, I've been able to stay hard in bed and on stage. These days, JFL stands for Just Fuck Long. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. Now my sex tapes won't be aired either, because I'm going long, baby. Pilot, hard made easy. 20 bucks off your first order with promo code FLOGGERS20. That's it. Pilot.com.au. I, I'm, not, I'm not that much of a, a premature ejaculator anymore, actually. I, I thought you struggled to get it up more. Than, I, I do have some issues with that. So you did 14 minutes and a five at, in the Raw <laughs> National Final. I did. That's funny stuff. Well, I got to the Raw National Final and I was like, I know I'm not winning it. Mm. You know, uh, it was very clear that it was going to be this sketch group. And yeah. uh, so I was just like, just enjoy the big room, I reckon. <laughs> so I just went I, out there and stretched the legs. I thought my direct quote from you was, well, they're not going to light you in the town hall. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. You don't get gonged. Well, like, <laughs> was there any kind of signal that you could see that they were trying to get you to oh, fuck yeah, off? Oh, yeah, on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just waiting at, for the shepherd. At one point, I believe you can see. I'm kind of like, I look and I'm just like, I'm loving this. <laughs> they're, waving, un- they're waving at me. I don't understand why you would kick someone off at a new act competition who's doing well. There's a lot of crap back there. <laughs> I've seen who's on next. These are some battlers. These people have paid good hard money. <laughs> That's great. You did raw, right? Or did you just go? Uh, no, you uh, just uh, went straight into fucking winning an award. I did the state final twice and yeah. couldn't couldn't get past the state final. You did state final twice. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think about doing comedy like one year. When yeah, you but did by the, the time track. you got in, your this is not what raw was looking for by that point. Totally. Mm. No. You know. But I also like didn't think that they wanted a guy on TV joking about how he went to prison for drugs. Um, I and, think they want that. Yeah. But like you know, of course, this whole business is about wrongins talking about how they were wrong. 
Mm. And then somehow it's morphed into, I'm a good person, let me tell you why you're a bad person. The, mm. the, that, the whole point of stand-up comedy, I mean, there's lots of different comedy, of course, but like dude, one of the great comedy people ever is Richard Pryor and he's talking about some horrible shit he went through and he did. Mm. And then you talk about that. And then for some reason, Australia got into this period of stand-up where it was just like, he was a bigot, he said something, and then I put him in his place. Mm. Like, do you ever watch Aussie com- This is the biggest Aussie comedy tropes. Number one, I hate this. This gets me the most. A really unfunny comedian will say something that their bigoted family member said, and the bigoted remark gets the laugh, and you're like, is there a chance your nan could be at this gig? <laughs> because I might not agree with her, but she's got chops. <laughs> and yeah. then you know, the, the comment you said afterwards sucked. Yeah. Your nan's got a fucking way with words. <laughs> and then the other Aussie comedy trope I hate is, how Aussie is that? You know, uh, with the, yeah, with the whole yeah, punchline yeah, yeah. is like, then this guy said, the, I've done it, but it's like, this guy said the Aussiest thing ever. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, only in Australia. <laughs> it's like, no, I reckon statistically, <laughs> probably in China, there's fucking heaps of them. Kills me, man. There's no way it didn't happen. But, yeah, yeah, but everyone's, you're like the person, everyone's like, you seen this bloke yet? Hopefully. I mean, it's gone all right. People come, come to the shows and... I'm having fun doing I think, it. I think Amos is trying to give you a compliment inside the comedy community. People are like, Hammer's good. Hammer's good, yeah. Hammer's good. good. And he doesn't give that comedy. That hurt me. He, he doesn't give comments out easily. And he's expecting two back. <laughs> That's the one. This is he's actually- a, 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 a moneylender when it comes to compliments. There is interest charge on them. <laughs> <laughs> He'll give you one, but there's a fucking return on it. I've spoken about uh, talking to Hitler in the shadow realm. And, and, yet, and, yet, and yet me complimenting another man is the bit I want chopped from this. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that. Nah. Talk to my people. You're out. <laughs> You're absolutely yeah. I've got final cut on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do. I, I did the state final of Raw uh, twice, but I'd only been doing comedy for about a, like six weeks when I did it the first time. Um, so I was. It was funny. Like I wouldn't have been able to go to Melbourne anyway because I wasn't allowed out Wait, of the state. But were, so were you doing comedy? I I was told that you like wrote jokes in prison. That's that's true. But like you were doing comedy before prison, or no? No, I just in prison. I was. Oh, so I, you hadn't started. So you literally, I'm writing a joke. I'm going to do comedy when I get out of here. That's right. Mm. Oh, that, that is a good story. I th- okay. So someone told me that I was a comedian before, then he went in. No, I had no. a I had a vision. God spoke to me in jail. Yeah, or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was God. Something in my head was like, you know what? When you get out, you're going to do stand up, and it was, and it's going to go great. And I, <laughs> but I have this immense lack of discipline to like work. Like I rely on mental illness and like a like a stress before a festival to write. Mm. So the idea of like putting together a show, I'd love a little stint in prison for the discipline of like a <laughs> pen and a paper. Because people seem to churn out art in there. You get reading books. You get into a routine. Yeah. As a person, as a person who who demands like who loves Stoic philosophy, as you made fun of there, and like <laughs> mastering myself, I have all Marcus, these Marcus Aurelius, <laughs> Marcus Aurelius, I'm the Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Am- that's Amos jacking it. I I would love nothing more than like just a month, a year, mm. where my family like just only like, you could idealize up. prison. It is like that's where I'd finally get some work done. <laughs> yeah, because I need no, I don't, I can't have any distractions. I need my phone. You don't think and there's distractions in prison? Well, there's that guy I bashed on day one. Who's, I've got to look over my. <laughs> I'll be writing a lot. Like shouldn't have done that. But I think you, I would get a lot done. I don't know, but I'd have to be in isolation. You do well. I, I would be disliked. I am a flog. I know that. Well, that's why you're here. Yeah. You're a very easy booking you're for us. You're a good company, brother. <laughs> I, on the Uber over, I thought you guys, I thought the premise of this was you come over and talk about times you've been a flog, and I did think of one. Yeah, go. So I was telling a friend about this the other day. 
on when the I, phone. When I played, it wasn't me. <laughs> well, four hours in, I was running out of stories. <laughs> it was about- <laughs> started, run, started running old on the phone. <laughs> I was like, so what else is going? Yeah, see, mum's got cancer. Anyway, I was a flog this time. Right? <laughs> Send him my best. <laughs> Actually, oh, give me her number. So She's probably in bed. She'd like a call. <laughs> she could do with some cheering up. She's gonna love this one. So when I played sports, I was uh, the worst version of myself. I don't know. Like, did you what, did you play rugby or rugby? Aussie, Aussie, yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie He's quite a good athlete. I, Can we say that thing your teacher said to you about what? About your thighs? Oh, this is the best. This is what. This is unrelated to the story, but like, this is great. I don't. I, I, okay, so I was a fast runner. Mm. I, got, I did the hundred and a ten point nine. Look it up. <laughs> That's fast. That's fast for a, uh, for a white guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I quote my dad because I said, "Dad, I want to like." dedicate the next five years to being a runner and he goes look at the men's 100 meter final anyone look like you <laughs> is he wrong though <laughs> it's, like, it's a waste of your time is that my a dad stopped buddy? me doing two institute of sport things one i was wanted to be a sprinter and it's like i was never yeah that was correct yeah but then i got signed up for um the south australian institute of sport uh cycling team for the sprint cycling in the velodrome. In the velodrome. How does I say velodrome? We went to the velodrome, like me and 10 kids, because my school has a testing thing where they get you to do the beep test, the jump test, you have all these things. And then- Some, some measurements. You get, you like if you have a certain me- measurements, they go, you've qualified to be in this, the national identification program for London Olympics, whatever. Mm. And I went there and they were like, you guys can be Olympians. If you dedicate yourself to this, you could make it to that Olympic Games. And we're in the car home. And I was like, yeah, I think I want to do this. But it's like four nights a week training. And dad goes, yeah. Fucking gay though, isn't it? Cycling. (laughs) 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 And I look back at that and I was like, you're stopping me from becoming an Olympian. And now I'm like, great call again from dad. (laughs) Great call. Hated him at the time. But the idea of just shaving myself down and riding a bike in a circle. Imagine being a father and being like, I don't want to drive him there four days a week. How can I I make this teenage boy not want to do something? Maybe suggested and make him gay. Well, he would always say, Dad would always say to me, he goes this, he goes, when you get home tonight, have a look at all the cyclists on the wall you've got of posters. Oh, you don't, do you? What cyclists are your fucking heroes? None. You don't look up to it. You're a football player. Yeah, yeah, So I'll tell you this football story. But wait, you didn't I'm, say the thigh thing. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's right. So in that talent ID program was an old teacher who was about 75, le- a legend of a bloke. And he was teaching PE and then biology in year 12. And he goes... I want to talk a little bit about fast twitch fibers and, and body types. There's meso, ecto, and endomorphs. Now, Amos is a mesomorph. He's a good runner at our school. Amos, come up here. He goes, now, what makes Amos quick is, is, is his uh, thigh muscles here. He's got very powerful glutes. He's got the glutes of a Negro. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's got the glutes of a Negro. <laughs> and he goes, now like, you're looking well, at- <laughs> Amos up there like a fucking cadaver. I'm, I'm literally just standing there like this. And he's making me go like, so I'm, like oh, rubbing, I'm rubbing my leg. And he's going, you'll notice on the Negro sprinters, a very strong muscle belly through the, through the quadricep and, uh, and, and the hamstrings <laughs> and the glutes. <laughs> at Man. least he was letting you touch your own thighs, you know? Yeah. He's like getting in there just having a grab. <laughs> the way I'm picturing it in my head, there was a lot of touching from him. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> It's total, like, totally like a Nazi scientist. It's just that thing where it's like, you know, Australia's a racist country. You're like, oh, I don't really. We kind of got everyone from everywhere. We tend to get along. And then you hear that and you're like, yeah, Ooh. fair enough. <laughs> just best drop a Negro terms. like it's scientific <laughs> to describe your thoughts. Yes. <laughs> it's so mental. In a, in a classroom. Like when people are there to learn about actual things. <laughs> I'm just like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When was that? Like 2005? 2007. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So I played football and, mm. I, and I'm, I was like a good 
runner, but I'm like a pretty ordinary, like a pretty ordinary football player skill wise. What position did you play? I played like in the midfield, right? Okay. I was just fast. Just on the wing, up. just up and down. No, in like right in the middle. But my kick was just like not good enough. But I was, you know, I was like, I was got to the SANFL reserves level, but then I, that wasn't for for me. So I went to Amos, like a good level of amateurs. Oh, yeah. And this is the floggiest thing I ever did. I started that playing. Was fucking close. I wasn't thought it? he said something else. Yeah, <laughs> he said ammos, and we were just like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't call it. You don't call it ammos. No, no. Like, a- amateur footy. Uh, amateur <laughs> footy's great. Yeah. We like that as a soundbite. We've run it through our people. Right. They like it. I was decided it would be funny because it was like quite low level, mm. and I was still half decent at this time to play. I played full forward, and I would wear a glove. <laughs> so do you know some footballers would wear like a, a market glove for grabbing the ball? Yeah. Okay, so it's quite a douchey thing to do to have the glove. And mm. I, I, as a joke, I was like, I'm going to play this game with the glove on. I kicked 10 goals in this game. Right? And every time I would sprint out, yeah. I would take the mark, I'd take off the glove. And then when I would run back, I'd slap my opponent in the face with the glove. <laughs> right? And then he would punch me yeah. and I would get a free kick. <laughs> And I would kick another goal and then I would get the glove and go high five, right? And I'd go to high five with the glove. Now, I kicked 10 that game because they just kept giving me free kicks and I just kept slapping people on the ass with the glove. I I mean, I would have been hitting you a lot harder. If, if you're slapping me in the face with a glove, I'd make sure that punch hit you hard enough that you're not kicking any more goals was, that day. It was so bad, but it was just my, my friends enjoyed it so much. And like to play well, I would just – my talk – was the fl- this is before the word flog had been invented. This is what mm. I used to do to get free kicks. This is pre-flog? So imagine that I'm playing on Hamo and mm-hmm. you're my teammate. I'd say like, I'd go like this. Can you believe they got this guy on me? Like he's just he's paid his fees to come out and have a good bloody bit of fun with footy, and he's gonna chase me around all day. And he's not fast enough. He doesn't have. He just doesn't have the tank. It's brutal. It's brutal. Like honestly, I don't know why the coach is doing this. Does the coach hate him? Because I'm unbelievable. Like he's just looking at me run around all day. Like seriously, dude. Like. Do you want to like? Do you want to play on him instead? Because he's way worse. And then, <laughs> and then they would punch you or do something bad to you. And then I'd look at them and go, "Why would you give me a free kick? I'm already getting the ball enough, and you're giving." The- Is it because you want to see me front on so you can like analyze how I kick or something? Like, what's this, mate? Not a good guy. So you're going, he- you're going heavy on the bants. Heavy. I just like that you're but throwing not- your teammate under the bus as well. He's not excluded from <laughs> oh, the yeah. sledging. You just can like, see this my- guy's way worse than me. Like, what the fuck? They're on the same team. <laughs> Piece of shit. But I remember I went to the league medal where they give out the best and fairest that year. Yeah. And we got into the final round and I was on a certain amount of votes and this other guy called Curtis Cox was on a certain amount of votes. We were Mm. tied, like 30 votes or whatever. And his game came up. He got one vote, one vote for Curtis Cox. One out of three votes is the highest you can get, right? Yes. And then it was my game and I was like, I've kicked 10. I've had an unbelievable game. Zero votes. And then the umpire who umpires all the games is there. And I was like, what the fuck? And he goes, it's best and fairest. You were slapping people in the face with a glove. (laughs) (laughs) He was one of the most unsportsmanlike performances of sport. Heavy on the best, low on the fairest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Easy on the fairest. There are still people from like the under-19s Kenilworth football club team who still see me and are just like, dude, it was really hard to like stand by you that day with the glove. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's one of the worst displays of humanity but it was also it wasn't even a sporting glove it was a welder's glove a welder's glove it's a giant welder's glove <laughs> I didn't know where to get one of those sport gloves Jeez. the glove was called the black knight the black knight <laughs> jeez <laughs> taking it up like I challenge you to a duel <laughs> 
You just reminded me of, there's a gay rugby team that I've played against um, <laughs> back in Sydney. Yeah. Um, fuck, what are, they, what are they called? Uh, it'll come to me in a second. But when I used to play for Mossman, I remember we were playing them and in the morning we're there at the sheds and one of the players from the gay team came over and was like, hey boys, like um, I accidentally like only packed one of my footy boots. Has anyone got any spare boots? And then one of the guys in our team goes, what kind of pickup line is that? <laughs> Good stuff. Good they, like, they're, they're, a not- like, they're just all gay blokes. You know? You're about to say notorious for being gay. It's like you can uh, just be gay, man. <laughs> well, I mean like... The, uh, everyone's, they, everyone's talking are about they all it. There's wanted posters. Are they all gay? Um, I assume or probably most like, of them are gay, but maybe some of them aren't. It's like, There's a couple of straight chicks on there, Con- you know, Sydney just convicts. hanging out. There we go, to Sydney convicts. Right. And Sydney yeah, convicts. Well, they, yeah, they all got convicted in the 70s for what they were doing. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, like, it's, like, it's, it's gay blokes and their, their friends and, and family right, right, that right. are like, you know, mm. allies. Mm. Do they all play in like team. rainbow gear? Uh, no. Because no, we with our football so. team, like we played in a in like a fairly like inner west Sydney kind of league with you know some 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 people who wouldn't like the homosexual community too yeah, much, yeah. and our team motto was all gay for each other because they just would get so upset. We wore rainbow socks one year. If I was playing against that team, you could uh, every football coach I would have ever had if it was known as the gay team. Your speech would have to be like, we're not fucking allies in this room, are we, boys? <laughs> There's no allies here today. As soon as we cross that line. <laughs> hey, off here. We vote yes. We like them. But when we cross that line, we fucking, we vote no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like the guys, like they're, they're like proper like solid footy players. Mm. But then I like tackle one guy head high on the, like I was in the sting and there was like a twink uh, standing on the sideline who like obviously doesn't play footy. He's like, just like, just remind you, this is the gay team. Like, oh my God, get him off. <laughs> get him off. Unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. That is. Sick, oh, I need more gay fans. Look, I had years of being a good bloke in sports and I was terrible because of it. There is nothing worse for me to perform a game of football and be like, I've already, look, at, look, look at me perform a game of football. <laughs> <laughs> like the athlete in me has been destroyed. I went out there and great performance Everyone's today, boys. He's just like doing throat exercises for his banter. But I used to uh. shake people. I used to be like, you know, get have a good game, mate. And then I would always talk to my opponent. Yeah. Like, how are you guys going this season? I was always yeah. nice, yeah. I was always there as well, but I, I was terrible. I had to be a cunt yeah. to get any level of performance out but it's like then you don't like who you be that white line fever is true like the best game of football i ever played was these dudes ripped my hair out this time like i used to have long hair and this guy yanked my hair and pull out it pulled out a clump of my hair and i remember like the pain was so immense that i just chased every one of them down for like tackled them and you'd smash their head in the ground and my coach was like where the fuck's that bloke been (laughs) that that bloke that 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 bloke you're that mongrel in you bring that back and then (laughs) you know within six weeks i've got a glove and i'm slapping dudes in the face (laughs) Where's that bloke gone? Put, put that bloke away. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like it. Okay, Please don't refer to me as Amos Gill. I'm the Black Knight. I'm the Black Knight. <laughs> My preferred pronouns are Black Knight. Yeah, I wanted people on the sidelines that like waving gloves. Like, <laughs> yeah. Give him the glove. <laughs> glove him, Gilly. When you're lining up for goal, everyone swing gloves around their head. Like, Huge welding faction. <laughs> I like it. So, so you got to act like an absolute cockhead to get the best performance out of yourself. Absolutely. I, you, I, don't, you don't have that. That's a tough battle. I, I just I remember in school sport, like people used to like take it real serious. And you're like, oh man. Oh man, I was the worst for that. Because Mike, back to the school thing. I don't know if you round this out. 
I fucking <laughs> loved school. Why do you keep trying to impose structure on this podcast? I, know, this is, this is what like, I thought you might want to talk about vlogs, maybe. Here's maybe maybe we, could, maybe we could sum this up, round it up. Yeah, you know, good stuff. I loved like school, and this is why I'm t- this goes back to the prison thing. I was absolutely institutionalized. Mm. With school. I fucking. But you're a company man. But people, you're a company yeah, man from people, way back. People leave school and they would be like, "Oh, thank God, I got the fuck out of school." I it took me a decade to put my life back together because I loved the community. I loved. I would. Do, I did. Dude, I did everything for my school: debating, cross country, swimming, football, cricket, tennis. I'd fill in for fucking anything that the school wanted. My blazer. I look like Gaddafi. You know when you get the, you get the badges. Oh yeah. Compa- just I just had like, up. I had like yeah, a, the lines as well. I had the, the lines. My blazer. It's like I love this place. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Because I did co-ed. And then I was terrible at school. It was an absolute fuck up. And then I went to an all boys school and bizarrely the all boys school fixed my life because there was no, like at co-ed school, you'd be in like a maths class and everyone's joking around. You're trying to make the girls laugh. Everyone's horny. You're trying to, the coolest thing at a co-ed school is who gives a shit. The mm. guys that were like, this sucks, got all the pussy and people that were trying to work were losers. Mm. I found it at an all boys school. I'd try to like make jokes with the teacher or saying, I'll fuck around. And dude's like, shut up. I'm trying to become a fucking investment banker. Like you're ruining this. So I can get pussy later. Later. <laughs> they, they understood I it comes. put a down payment on pussy. It comes like further now. So I loved the private school, the private fucking boys school thing. Cause mm. I only got one year of it. Mm. And now I see, did you see that, that, you know, they get all these comedians here at the festival making fun of all boys schools. Cause that's Sydney. What's that Sydney school? That's Newington. Called- Newington's going co Yeah, what's the go on that? They just want more money. They want more students. Some of the interviews, though, were very funny. That guy that was on the the verge of tears. It was a guy actually crying. And I'm like, he went to an all-girls school. (laughs) But I saw that interview. And and everyone was like, all the comics were mocking him. Mm. I was like, I was like borderline tearing up. Like, they're trying to tear men down. (laughs) (laughs) It's not toxic. You should be around the boys. Well, the thing is, like... They're all, good places. Dude, all the statistics are, like, all girls' schools are better for girls. Like, all boys' schools... Like, boys do better when girls are around. Like, girls do worse when boys are around. Interesting. So, it's like, yeah, we're being really progressive. Just another leg up for the boys. Wink, wink. You know? <laughs> is that true? Is yeah. It? I see, I didn't... I, for That's me, the, all the studies. An, every time there was a girl in the class, I would do whatever the fuck I could do to impress her. Yeah, I think mm. I would have done worse if I had had girls around when I was in high school. Yeah, what are you? What, what are you? What were you doing? You uh, in all boys school? I was in all boys school. Yeah. The weird thing about all boys school guys, but I just didn't like. I'm the opposite of you. You know this. Like, I don't buy in. I'm the opposite of a company man. I think the company's stupid. Anyone who thinks the company's smart is stupid too. But you say that, but this you you are a company. <laughs> yeah, a fucking one man. Yeah, company. one man company. I'm a I'm a company. This company's man, great. That company out there is shit. 
like I, I, I'm a guy who has, I'm a company man without a company. That's why mm. I'm so lost in life. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm looking for a boss. Yeah, that's why I've gone and, back to church. I'm yeah, like, no. like, maybe the Pope could be my boss. Pope seems pretty chill. He lets you use condoms now, which obviously you don't, but you know, that's fine. I got, I've only been knocked out once. It was by a bouncer at a nightclub. That was here, wasn't it? It was here. I remember that story. Yeah. When you still on radio? I was on radio and I went to... Can, um, you, can you imagine? This is Amos's personality now, 32 years in, after like a, a decade of like, you know, not a huge amount of upward trajectory. Imagine this. <laughs> imagine this at 23... He's like done comedy for like a year. He's on TV presenting a children's show traveling around the world. He's done comedy for three years. He's got like the youngest ever radio breakfast host in Australia. Mm. Like imagine this personality. Oh, and then that. it trying to get into a bar total, in its no, total hometown. No, he, here's what happened. <laughs> this one, and I still think I, I was not in the wrong. Okay. All right. Pitch it to me. I'm dating this girl mm. and she's on the year for sure. Having a big night. And I was like, she's in this bar. There's a massive line to get in. And she's messaging me like, I need help. I'm fucked up. I need to get out of here. Um, can you please come and get me? And I was like, just come downstairs. I don't even know. Like, I just need help. So I was like, fuck, I've got to go in there. So I go to the front of the line and I said to the bouncer, okay, mate, here's the deal. My missus is up there. I think she's, she's in some trouble. She might be a bit fucked up. I started going, get her and I'll come straight down. And he goes, you'll be fucking straight up there and straight down. Do you understand me? I go, dude, I, this is politely, not my joint, not my scene. Mm. You know, couldn't think of a worse. I'm a pub guy, not a nightclub guy. I walk up there. She's completely fine. She just wanted me in the bar with her friends. And she's like, this is my song. And I'm like, we've got to go. She's like, I don't want to leave. I said, we've got to leave. So she's like, just stay for one. So I start dancing with her to one. A bouncer comes and hits me in the back of the head and goes, you said you'd be straight down, mate. He threw, me, he threw me down the stairs. <laughs> At this point, I was like, "Man, I was lucky that I didn't severely break things." Yeah, I'm in the. I'm at this point. I'm in the right. I believe. Yes, correct. I'm in the right. Well, I mean, you should have gone downstairs, but but I'm trying to get this fucking yeah, annoying yeah, yeah, girl yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah, it's hard. And it's so people around were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" When I came to, <laughs> it's fair to say I went very quickly from the victim to the flog. <laughs> because I'm just in this bouncer's face like I'm on the radio mate do you know what I'm going to fucking say about you you're a fucking nothing this club's going to go down I'm going to fucking bring a lawsuit against you I'll be on the radio every day saying that this nightclub is a fucking piece of shit and you're going to get fired you fucking loser and I looked around and there's just a whole line of people who are watching me say oh, I'm on the radio and I had to look at them and I'm just starting to yell he punched me up there and then you've <laughs> you got, didn't say it and then you've got the glove on <laughs> I dare you Each and every one of you uh, uh, so, yeah. If you haven't catch me I can run in 10.9 in, in my head this story also involves Like a billboard with Amos's head on it being visible And he's pointing like Do you see? That's me well, well, my head Who are is, you? My head already is billboard size <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst part about having billboards around town I'd just be seeing trains go by And I'd be like oof I mean, to be fair, Yuck. probably in your life, that was one of the few times you didn't deserve to get punched in the head. Right? Yeah. Like that's, oh, no, that that's was excessive force. But, but after the rant, you know, yeah. probably the down the stairs as well, the punch in the back of the head is still unacceptable. I don't oh, think, no, I don't I think still, that's ever acceptable. I still get the douche chills about that one. I get douche chills. I must have told you that like, the, I reckon this is easily the douchiest thing I've ever said. It was... During the Christmas, when everyone in Sydney got COVID, but you could still kind of have Christmas. 
Mm. Well, no, the one before that, sorry. Everyone just kind of got tested so you could do with your family. When I was still doing Zoom comedy. Remember Zoom comedy? Mm. I did loads of it. I didn't. I opted against it the whole time. Yep. It's one of my proudest accomplishments. Yeah, well, I mean... I was, I was, I was too busy being a barrister getting water for... <laughs> Yeah. For a lawyer I literally friend. probably did like 30,000 people on Zoom comedy And you're like, maybe I should work for ASIO <laughs> Who took the high road, cunt? <laughs> so, um, but like, yeah, so we're doing Zoom comedy I have to get back for the show We're in a COVID testing line The COVID testing line is fucking massive in Sydney It's like one of the car ones And we're just like, I'm like, shit, I'm going to be late for the show I'm going to be late for the show And then we get to the lady and uh, Like who was, you know, taking your name and whatever And I was like, I'm just wondering like, How long between now and the thing Because I've just got to get home for work and she's like, oh, it should probably take like 30 to 45 minutes. It's like, well, is it 30 or 45 minutes? Because like if it's 30, I can still make my, make my Zoom show. Yeah. But like if it's 45, I probably can't make it. And then she's just like, you know, a thousand cars in a fucking line. This is happening all day. And be like, maybe your show could just start a little late. You know, maybe you could be a bit late to your show. I'm, I'm still like, employed, everyone, by the way. <laughs> and I say to this person in full COVID gear trying to prevent a pandemic, I'm like, you don't understand. I am the show. <laughs> oh my Mary God. still brings it up frequently. I am the show. Why are you not calling your show I am the show? I am the show. Dan Muggleton. I am that's the, the special. Dan Muggleton, I am the show. Oh, it's so late. I'm, I'm actually getting like my skin crawls a little bit. How just long between it. you saying that and then you reflecting on that and being like, that was that was Seven or eight much. seconds. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm great. Like I'm great for self-reflection immediately. Mm. Like I remember last year I yelled, at a comedian who's our mutual friend George Zach uh-huh. for going long and then he messaged me being like man I get that we went long but it was literally three minutes long and he yelled in my face and my response was absolutely spot on there mate my bad yeah. <laughs> like you know immediately it's like, I remember, I'm willing to be like yeah I remember seeing Dan once in uh, Edinburgh and I came like uh, I came the final week just for a hang and yeah. he's been there the whole time and this guy crunches himself with all the shows he's producing and he's wearing the fucking tracksuit and heat Mm. And he and I see him, and I'm like, ah, it's one of my best mates in comedy. <laughs> I look forward to seeing Dan. And I got my phone out to do like an Instagram thing, like, Dan, what's going on? He just turns and looks at me. He's just in the singlet at that point with the tracksuit <laughs> bottoms on, and he goes, "Don't film me. What do you want?" <laughs> like, hey, man, how's it going? Sick. <laughs> just like, turn the fucking camera. <laughs> turn off. it off. Yeah. Well, turn it off. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing right now? This is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking hell. And I, I just was like, I'm just here for a good time at the festival. I kept saying I felt like one of those soldiers that goes to relieve people in the trenches. <laughs> and I was all fresh faced. And he's just seen some shit. And he's just sitting there. Yeah, he's got shell shock. Like. <laughs> he's lost some friends to mustard gas and fucking. Yeah, I just yeah, can't hand that sepsis. on the fly, bro. They, Dan, don't, they don't respect you. They don't respect you. Dan doesn't like this. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing comedy? about com- comedy. He really, it's mad. It's mad. Like, I love this. Yeah. And then Dan, every time I see him, he's like, what are we doing? Why am I doing this? I just got, this is it's just a stupid, <laughs> stupid thing. It's just, it makes no sense. Yes. Bro- it's just broadly across. It's just, it's just unprofessional. It's dumb. And I'm like, well, how many shows you got on tonight? You're like, five. <laughs> I'm trying to get a sixth. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to get a sixth. I'm trying to add one. Adding podcasts in the day, working. It's like. Yeah, that was just so funny. It's just like, I fucking hate doing this. And I'm on the phone to my management being like, why do I have a night off? I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm here to work. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, man. You, this guy crunches himself, huh? Yeah. Hard worker. I don't get it. No. Nah. Nah. Yeah, and I, I do have 
Nothing to show for it. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Financially, <laughs> professionally, Are these nothing. yours? Yeah, we bought these. You got yeah. some equipment? Yeah, we got some equipment. You know. I don't even have the equipment. Yeah, I mean, well, look, uh, you know, this is my hotel room, I guess. That's something. I was like, who's got the biggest hotel room? Maybe room. Could be me. See, I can't believe that you live well. What like, do you mean? And this is like, t- <laughs> this is living well. This, take a look at this, folks. This is a low-scale, three-and-a-half-star hotel. I just did the washing yesterday. I had to line every surface with socks and undies because there's no clothes source. And that, this is as good as it gets. Whereas most comedians will maximize profit by staying in the worst place humanly possible. Mm. But Dan, you respect yourself, which I... I'm staying at the Ibis, which is just there. You can and, see it. Uh, yep. It's, uh, That's not bad either. That's fine. Ibis is fine. See, I always rooms. go, what I've learned is... Women are expensive because I thought that I don't respect them, but it turns out I respect them more than me. Way more. Because uh, when I travel by myself, I will stay at the biggest dive, a cockroach-ridden hellscape, mm. just because it's cheap. And I go, it's just me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm laying in a bed by myself. Who gives a fuck? Yep. Mm. The moment I'm like, my girlfriend's coming on the road with me for the week, I, I, I'm taking the L. I am staying somewhere minimum two fifty bucks. Yep. Like for your girlfriend, the level that you're prepared to put her in versus the level you're prepared to put yourself in yeah. is so vast. Dude, the, the only they will bankrupt you on the road. The only people <laughs> who know how comedians treat themselves on the road are the hotel staff who clean your room <laughs> and it's like come in that day where there's like a pizza still on the bed in the box. There's like underwear on the TV drying. Cause, yeah, cause and they just see like your laptop like in the bathroom. And you're like, what the fuck happened here? I got a, I got a kettle in the bathroom right now. And Hammer came in like, what's the kettle in the bathroom? Yeah. Like, I had a hot chocolate last night. <laughs> where, where else like, I treated myself with a hot chocolate. Yeah. The, the thing is, it's like when you have a girlfriend, it's not that you have to pay for an extra person. It's that mm. you've got to pay for two people. Because when my girlfriend's not there, I don't treat myself as a person. No. Mm. And so it's not only am I buying me and her a meal, I'm actually buying me a meal as opposed to getting a Cliff Bar and a packet <laughs> of Smith's Crisps every <laughs> single fucking day. Yeah. Like I, so I don't respect myself as an employee mm. like this and I don't respect myself, I don't love myself either. Fuck, don't give me DMT. I was going to say, Folly, <laughs> fucking hell, I think we're close to a breakthrough here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need to learn to love me before I can love anyone else. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 we, just Gross. We, call that, we call this part of the Flog Cabin Soft Cock Corner. That's true. Yeah, it's actually got a name. Welcome to Soft Cock Corner, baby. <laughs> Let's, let's get that cock hard again and get some devil's grace and really get deep. <laughs> I like the, the, the harsher stuff. God, I slapped myself with the glove right now. <laughs> I'm challenging myself today. I've gone from the slapper to the slapped. <laughs> the slapper to the slapped. Eh? <laughs> oh, man. Get a hold of yourself, Amos. I've got to start carrying that glove around. <laughs> Every time I'm weak. <laughs> Remember who you used to be. <laughs> used to be somebody. <laughs> I thought I was on a conspiracy theory the other day, which turns out... This is an Adelaide conspiracy. Yeah, so I thought it was an Adelaide, Adelaide conspiracy theory, fucking which turns out it was just... It, it was nothing. I just, mm. what, do, what do you mean? I, I went to a pub. I don't know if you know this, but I like going to pubs. Yeah. And I, I have... Um, it was just... Who cares? It was just one <laughs> on the street. Well, I care. This is my but, city and I have an affinity but, for them. But I ordered a pint and I was like, this pint looks a bit small. And I was like... Oh, my, seriously? You didn't know? I didn't know. So in my head, I'm like, okay, all right, maybe it's the glass. Maybe it's because it was a long glass. And so I'm like, okay. Um, so then I went to another pub. I went to the Coopers. Yeah, um, Coopers Ale House. 
And again, I got a pint, and I'm, this time I'm like, okay, I know, I know, I've, I've wrapped my head around a few pints, so I know millage. <laughs> Did you say millage? I know millage. Like mileage? This is mill. Fucking yeah. How many mills? Right, right. I'm like, I know a bit about millage, and I'm like, okay. Shrinkflation, folks. I'm like, I, I'm, like, I'm mm. like, Adelaide have a conspiracy here. They're selling fucking pints that aren't real pints. Mm. And then it turns out I looked it up because I was in the middle of talking about things for the pod, and I was like, I think I've got it. I think I'm on one here. I think I've got it. Adam messaged me. He's like, I've got an Adelaide conspiracy. And then 15 minutes later, wait, never mind. I, I, I just Googled it. Turns out, it turns out that a pint here is just a schooner. Correct. And there's an imperial pint. An imperial pint. pint. What do they call that? An MP? Just no, an imperial pint. Just imperial pint. Okay. It's because There's of no- our free settled background. Yeah. They say the whole thing. We say the whole thing, baby. Mm. <sighs> These guys aren't convicts, mate, which is why they... Right, so, yeah. It's why, it's why they kill now. So, so if I go to a pub... <laughs> we learn our lesson. If I go to a pub and I ask for an MP, they're not going to know what I'm talking about? They'll, I think they'll get the vague idea. If, you, if you're talking... You can't just walk in and be like, I want an MP. Yeah. Mm. Okay, they'll yeah. get a, a, a small man. How do you... <laughs> how, how do you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how it's do you... Peter <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a dinky. <laughs> dinky and an MP. <laughs> Amos, where can the floggers find you? Um, Instagram. Instagram? Bit of, bit of Amos skill. Instagram. That's where I'm going to put all my comedy stuff. Yeah, you're putting clips out. Finally. Finally doing the clips. Finally club. got over yeah. your fucking head. Got over that my haircut head. haircut in the, the last haircut. one, though. Jesus Christ. Mary messaged me as I was messaging her to be like, I don't know about this haircut. Bad. The good thing about my shit hair, because it was an old haircut I got before the Sydney Comedy Festival. It was a disaster. I did mm. it in Manly by a Chinese barber. How do you know it's Chinese? You ask him? I just had a guess. <laughs> yeah. He had that on the, yeah, the, on the, cat. <laughs> the cat on the counter. I'll tell you what, he wasn't German. And, um, and he, he, they really fucked me up on that. Uh, it was very short of the sides, I think, in the video <laughs> yeah. I saw. Full hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they yeah. did, did the sides. And yeah. then, but the, the good thing about it is I get roasted so badly about my hair on that. I'm like, this is good for the engagement. Yeah, good comment. We're going viral. You get, you, get the, you, get the, you get the comments going about it. Yeah, the algorithm moving. Yeah, so go on there and uh, I don't know, come to a, I don't even have that. Come to Adelaide shows. Or, you do you know, shows all fest, right? You hear the whole yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah. 100% of the time. Have you even got any Adelaide floggers? Yeah. You had floggers come to a show. Had two floggers in the show. Both women. Crazy. Really? That is not what we expected. That is- You're going to see a noticeable dip this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after the first five minutes. Um, but no, thank you for coming to the show, the floggers. Yeah, two of them. And they were coming come to see you as well. And I'm so glad that you're around because his ideas before this podcast was just to record my phone call. So he's really elevated his pod game. <laughs> you well, found the not, person. Let's not get carried away. You found that's the like, pod. Found well, the we, we live in the same city. If we lived in the same city, I'd just fucking meet up with you once a week instead of answering the phone. <laughs> Although it would be a better podcast if he was back in prison and it was just your phone call, your weekly phone call to yeah, each other. That, that isn't a podcast. You that's a 90s get- rap album. You've got to get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, what do you think about Newington going co-ed? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Hammer Night at the Adelaide Fringe till February 25th. And we're back. Tom Whitcomb is not on this week's episode because he's in Sydney protesting Newington going co-ed. <laughs> <laughs> he's outraged. I don't want to do a school shooting in a co-ed school. Boys only. <laughs> What about making the prisons co-ed? Let's stand behind that. Let's get some equality in the prisons. All right. That's the end of the episode, folks. Really good stuff. Come on. I can get behind that. Uh, behind that. There's stay toxic flogged. masculinity in there. Stay flogged up. Check the dodgems. Hammo. End it. Bye. Thanks for joining us in the flog cabin. We hope you enjoyed all of our blab. Tune in next week. Maybe somebody gets jerked off.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.